We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Rotowire DFS podcast sponsored by FanDuel. I'm your host, Joe Pizzavia, and with me is the one, the only, the Todd father, Todd Zola, who is not too happy about today's pitching slate. Am I right, Todd? Yeah, well, yeah. I was hoping overnight that everybody would start pitchers I liked in, in DFS, but nobody has. The only change was uh, the venerable Nick Martinez has replaced Dylan G. Which is good because I don't have to change any of my numbers, mm. but but you know my my projected numbers. It's not like a good lefty went in for a bad righty. And in Milwaukee, please, you have a doubleheader today. Can we let? Can you please let us know who's pitching? Yes, that would be helpful. That would that would be nice. But I'm pretty uh, sure they want to know too. Well, we know that one guy's pitching. That's Clayton Kershaw. Twenty five. Uh, excuse me, twelve thousand five hundred dollars for Kershaw. He's in the American League tonight in Cleveland. Is 12500 too much, or considering where you're at here, is this a lock against Trevor Bauer where you go, hey, I don't care, it's Kershaw, it doesn't matter. Last two starts, he's got 23 strikeouts and 14 innings. Cash games, he's a lock for me, and he'll always be a lock. I, I, he'd be a lock at 15K. I just I, – I lock – especially this, this season where things are just so crazy, I lock in the pitcher's points and I make the hitters work. So uh, you can fade him in, in tournaments, obviously – but uh, cash game, I mean, once in a while it doesn't work, like Strasburg last night. But overall, when you play cash games, my uh, n- number one rule is to lock in the best pitcher in the best spot. Then I build my lineup. And if I feel I want to pay down in pitchers, I remember my number one rule. Yes. And the number one rule is what? Paid, uh, don't, you know, pay for, get the best pitcher in the best spot. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a good rule. I wasn't, I, I don't know what the Zola rules are. I was waiting for that book to come out. Who's your ghost writer on that, by the way? You got one or no? Do I need one? I need a ghost editor. I'm not, I don't need a ghost editor. I need a real life. And I can write fine. I just need, I just need editing. That's all. I can write fine. I just can't spell. Uh, all right. Zach Granke here, 10,600. Now yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask the question. Do we prefer to be on the Zach Granke end of this game or the dare I say 
Buck Farmer side of this game. Yeah, got to be careful when you say that. Buck um, Farmer. You know what? I actually like, uh, and I have to be really careful when I say it, uh, Buck Farmer. Um, it's such an adult film star name. It really is. Like, there's no way around it that Buck Farmer doesn't sound like an adult film star. There aren't any dyslexic fantasy analysts, are there? There's probably at least 12. Well, then there's probably 12 fewer that speaking when, when Buck Farmer <laughs> pitches. Anyway, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm into Farmer. Uh, Arizona can hit. They hit a lot better at home. I think that's actually, I mean, money-wise, I, I think I'd rather, in a, in a GPP, I'd rather put it on Farmer and, and see what happens. But, uh, you know, safety-wise, it's still Grinky. 10-6 isn't terrible. It's, it's probably priced down a little bit because he's on the road and Detroit can hit, but I don't think it's safe enough for me. I, I, I Grinky's off the table for me today because I'm not going to use him in the GPP, and I'd rather go to Kershaw, even though he's more expensive. But I can see using Farmer in the tournament. Uh, and I guess, as I sort of alluded to, there's not a whole lot I like, but I don't know if, you know, that's one reason. I don't know that I like Farmer that much either. Well, at 6,700, I'm looking at the thought process, and I know you can't necessarily nail what the ownership percentages are going to be, but I imagine that whatever, you know, trend is going in the right direction for Farmer, that I think that when you look at, the fact that he's got Granky on the other side, that that will shy some folks away from that going, well, you know, I like, I'd like to roll with this kid, but I don't know if I could do it. And I think that's going to maybe suppress the ownership level just a tad, which I think is a good thing for Farmer. The first two starts he's had six and two thirds, six and a third, both quality starts, both came away with a win. You can't, you know, think that's going to happen every time. Arizona's a very potent lineup. The first two lineups that Farmer faced was the White Sox, uh, and then the Angels without Mike Trout. So you got to keep that in mind too. But I'm with you. I think as a tournament play, I think you can certainly make a case for him, especially because there's a really nice opposition concept there with Granky on the other end. Let's talk about Brad Peacock at 7,000. This was another guy. Real, strikeout- real, real quick as far oh, yeah, as sure. sort of, not so much strategy, but mm-hmm. I mean, low ownership is fine, but the guy's still going to deliver. Right. I mean, oh, absolutely. You don't, have a low, you don't want to have a, you know, a, you know, a single digit low on, you know, single digit points on a low ownership. So I unless is uh, yeah, right. Exactly. So that's, that sort of thing. Okay. You know, but, and the thing with Arizona is they, uh, they do strike out. So against right handed pitching. And so there is some possible upside. You don't need much. What you need, you need six innings and five K's at, at that price to, and then, to, you know, yeah, and that's reasonable. You know, right. I mean, the quality start. Look, quality start six innings, five Ks. I think you sign up for that at sixty seven hundred, and you can build from that if you can get the right guys hitting bombs. So uh, you mentioned Nick Martinez before. That's the matchup with Brad Peacock. Now Peacock's been terrific from the strikeout department, uh, but last week not so much in terms of efficiency. He only went three innings in that game, gave up seven hits, four walks. He was all over the place. Mm-hmm. Is this the real Brad Peacock, or was this a blip on the radar of a guy adjusting from the bullpen? A little of both. I mean, he. The, I think the 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 uh, effort previous was the first time he even went six innings coming out of the bullpen. So you know, coming into the game against LA, you figure, okay, he may not strike out a batter an inning, but he's going to go six or seven innings. Now we're well six anyway because LA can't hit. And of course, because this is the season that it is, LA got him for seven hits and four walks. It's the it's the walks. He was a little bit wild. The, the the walks are a blip. I mean, I know he was he was mostly in the bullpen, but he wasn't walking many people in the bullpen either. The walks are a blip for whatever reason. Um, it's tough. Texas is Texas can hit. Um, again, I mean, there's just no one that, that sticks out. I don't mind Peacock for tournaments. I just uh, you are a little bit worried. I don't think you, you're not you're not going to see a seven or eight inning game. Well, it's that's the problem. You, you know, he's not going to the yeah. qu- the quality start. I think is at 50%, and that's not a good rate 
I think when you're trying to, to, you know, make some sort of tournament, Hey, I think when you look at a 50% coin flip of him getting yeah. to a quality start and that's even in a good performance. See, that's the problem with a guy like Peacock is because he might be inefficient. You're looking at a guy who might strike out eight guys, but it's only going to last five innings because of the pitch count and where that's going to be. Let's talk about Tyler Chatwood, who on the road has been pretty darn good this year. Uh, he's on the road again in Pittsburgh against right. Garrett Cole, who is, let's be honest, not been good this year. Right. Uh, is Chatwood uh, an option for you at AK, or is that price just not quite enough of a return? No, that's fine. He's in there. Now, it's amazing. Uh, the, the, the Colorado road ERA is the best in the league. I mean, that's silly. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, him, yeah, Sensatel, all those guys. 3.31. It's the, it's the best road. At least that's what it was when I looked it up a couple of days ago. So, yeah, yeah, Chatwood's in play. Not, you know, not a huge strikeout potential, but – I guess, I guess on a Slino, I mean, I got to see what I say. I mean, everybody, maybe other people like the slate. I don't know. But I guess in my head, I got to say, well, if, if I'm dealing with, a, a, everybody's dealing with the same inventory. So the, the, the check marks I usually look for, high strikeouts, whatever, if they're not there, they move down to the next level. And facing Pittsburgh is a pretty safe play. He probably won't get blown out. We'll give the innings. So as far as that concerns, you know, don't worry. You know, no one's going to give me strikeouts. So, or no one's going to give, give me both strikeouts and innings. I mean, Peacock gave me, gave me strikeouts. So, check two of the three boxes. Don't check all three tonight. So, he checks two of them. He checks a good matchup, and, uh, he, and, and he's a good pitcher. CC Zabathia has been checking all the boxes. He's at 8,600. Oh. He's in Los Angeles. I keep waiting for the shoe to drop in. Really, I mean, in his last five starts, there's been one that wasn't good, and the rest of them all quality starts, all been plugging away. Uh, you're looking at him. You got a lot of lefties on the mound tonight. You got – Sabathia, mm-hmm. you got David Price at 93, John Lester at 94. I know Price's last outing was bad, but I'm looking at that, you know, at home against the Phillies. I know there might be weather in that. You might have a better idea of the impact of the weather since where you are geographically. But I look at David Price against that Phillies lineup, and I say, hey, that, that's, that's, a, that's an overmatch there for him that he should be able to certainly command that game, right? I mean, 9,300, yeah. that seems about right for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a he's a potential ace priced under 10k, uh, obviously because he had you know injury this that the other thing. I mean, right now I'm looking at a gorgeous day. I haven't checked the weather yet. I don't know if, if something's coming in. You know, the the old expression: if you don't like the weather, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there could be something coming in for sure. Uh, but right now I look outside. I mean, I the door open. I mean, it's actually we just had our yard sprayed for the uh, for the old gypsy moth caterpillar, so I had to keep it closed all day yesterday. So it's kind of nice to be able to open it today. But um, right now it's gorgeous. But anyway, yeah, no, Price is definitely in play. You know, he's not – I don't feel quite as warm and giddy as I would normally would about, about a Price. But on the other hand, it's knocked off a couple thousand from where, you know, if, if it were the real David Price, where it should be. So that's not bad. Now, you mentioned CeCe. You know, having watched him pitch a couple times, you know, he, you know, trouble with righties, trouble with righties. He's not doing anything differently except he's, he's just back to having his pinpoint control. Right, which is kind of what he's always when he's been good. He's never had fantastic stuff, right? He's just been a horse that just threw strikes. He just had, you know, I, you know, I like to say command and control. You know, he, he didn't just throw strikes; he threw this particular quadrant, and he's back to doing that again. Could he lose it again? Absolutely. But right now, I see a lot of people stacking righties again. I'm not stacking against CC Sabathia right now, just because he's in a groove and he's throwing strikes against righties. All right, on to the catcher position. Gary Sanchez, that salary is certainly climbed up there, and deservedly so. Top of the board, $4,100. He's got a lefty matchup against Ramirez, the Anaheim Angels tonight. Uh, look, I understand not wanting to pay up for catcher, 
but I can't say that I feel like I'm in a bad spot. I mean, I'd rather him be in Yankee Stadium, of course. I think we all would. But, I mean, 4000 4, still seems okay for me. I don't necessarily want to pay that for my catchers personally. But I understand if people do tonight. I, I can't make the argument against it. Can you? No, and there's actually another pretty good argument for it. And you talk about ownership. It's a late game. And yes. And he did not play last night. And I know of at least one person that had him in their lineup and then didn't bother to check to see if he was in it late. Uh and then and, and and still cash, but you know. Anyway, the point being, <laughs> is that you? Are yeah, you the person? Well, the is point, that what you're alluding to? Yeah, because that's I a say, fun game. Do as I say, don't as I do. Yeah, hey, I it happens to the friend. best of us. All right. I have a, you know? I have a friend that pet, had Gary Sanchez in it last night. Point being, um, <laughs> named Fraud Vrola. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna he's gonna play. So he didn't play last night. So he's gonna play. Of course, if you're smart, you're gonna know that they didn't play last night. But still, the ownership ownership on late games tends to be down. So even just because of that, uh, it's, it's, it makes it a little bit better. And, and if you're, you listen, you're not going to get Sanchez and Kershaw on the same lineup, but if you do take a chance on a lower pitcher, he's definitely in play. Alex Avila lefty versus Zach Greinke tonight. Greinke's been pretty good this year, obviously, but uh, so is Avila, 3,300. Mm-hmm. Can you get behind that price, or do you think the Greinke matchup's enough to fade it down? Uh, no, I think that's, I, I don't like it in cash, but I don't mind it in a tournament just because – they, you know, people may be scared of going against Granky. Yeah, it looks like the Tigers are the oppo tonight, if you're looking tournament-wise, to try to get a little bit of a, a different look. As you continue to go down the board here, uh, Jonathan Lucroy all the way down to 2,600 at Houston against Peacock, which I, I don't know. Here, when we at this point in the season, too, with a guy like Lucroy, who's been such a professional hitter over his career, and, and we keep waiting, and he keeps showing these little little hints of picking it up. He's been better of late, but still, you know, uh, far from consistent. I got to say at this point, 2,600, I am, I'm not getting sucked into that price. I've, I've been down that road before all <laughs> season. I feel like that was my entire month of May and I'm just not doing it anymore. I'd rather go further down the trough, if you will. Um, a Matt Wieters, maybe a 24. You got uh, Stephen Vogue if he's in the lineup to 24, a lot of guys lower price tonight in the 24 range, Wellington Castillo also, but who's your cheap catcher tonight that you think is a, is a good play? Yeah, I don't. I mean, you can go down cheap like that. I, I don't know some of the mid-range guys. Give me, uh, give me either Gatterson McCann against uh, now Nick Martinez. Uh, I don't. I don't hate Salvador Perez against Ty Black. I know it's out there in San Francisco. I don't hate that, and I don't. I don't hate uh, Cat Jason Castro against Bergman at thirty-three. I, you know, but you you did mention some nice, some nice cheaper prices. Listen, I, I, why is why is Austin Hedge still so cheap? I well, I guess the strikeouts. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of is that he the outcomes. For him, are pretty much you know. But, he, but, he, but they we, we haven't had strikeouts as a negative stat for years. Uh, no, but zero is zero. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I hear you. Well, I, I yeah, agree. The home runs a home run, and he, and he and for twenty four hundred against Scott Feldman, hey. I get, and he's hitting like he's usually hitting fifth in the order too. Hey, I'm I'm with you. I I'm, I'm just I'm trying yeah. to give you the reason. I I don't agree with oh, it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Ah, okay. So See, I was somewhat being rhetorical, but anyway, fine. the point being, Austin, you know, yeah, there there are some lower priced. Uh, definitely the lower price uh, catchers that we can go with at that point. Yeah, uh, the uh, the Castillo with Holland is, uh, you know, they got the lefty-righty, and it doesn't really matter. Holland's terrible against everybody nowadays. All right, on to the first base position. You've got uh, Jacob Ferrier, who we, you know, we neglected to mention. Now, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I want to go this route in DFS yet, but season-long owners should keep this guy in mind because strikeout to walk was very good in the minor leagues. I love these kind of prospects that fly under the radar when Brett Honeywell is getting all the attention. Uh, you should be watching Faria tonight in the DFS community too to see if 
like I said, if you're if you're doing a tons of lineups and he might be in one because he's going to be dirt cheap, but uh, he's got the unfortunate task of trying to stop that Blue Jays lineup. Now, Justin Smoke in there, 3,900 tonight. Uh, that's certainly a, a good value on paper in Toronto. I think that's that's the problem tonight with Ferry is where he's pitching, not so much, you know, the fact that he's in good. Anthony Rizzo, 4,100. Uh, that's another one I think might be starting to pick things up a little bit. And you look at Anthony Rizzo mm-hmm. and that matchup against Zach Wheeler. I think that's a positive one. Who's uh, piquing your interest tonight over at first base? Okay, move the thing back. Oh, actually, there's a few of them. Um, uh, I, I've been off of Zimmerman just because. Well, the injury. Everybody's been on him. Uh, but, I mean, if he's, if he's around Zimmerman against Dickey. Uh, Jose Abreu against Alec Asher. Don't mind that. I don't mind if he's in the lineup, Alan, Adam Lind, if, he's, if Zimmerman's not. I know you, you kind of want your pivots to be a little closer in price. That way you can do just a one-for-one. One. But if you need to, you know, you could probably figure out another player to swap along with. If you have Zimmerman, you have to go to, if you have to, go to Lind. You now have an extra $1,100 to play with somebody else. Uh, and, and even Will Myers against Scott Feldman, too. So the, I don't think you have to pay up. For a first baseman tonight, I think you I mean you can go for your your Rizzo against Wheeler, but I think you can stay in that mid range. I don't you know I don't think either of us like to go too too low at first. No, game. well look, you know, still at thirty three, you still have got Matt Carpenter still floating around. Yeah, I guess Paulo yeah. Espina. I mean, we don't, that, well, part of it we don't know. It could be Willie Peralta, so it could even be. Does better. that matter? <laughs> could even be better. <laughs> it's probably a bull. I think regardless, it's probably a bullpen game. Probably, I think at that point. And then you got Logan Morrison against Second Estrada. Second game of a doubleheader, right? Thirty-two hundred there for Logan Morrison against Estrada right. in Toronto too, which I would keep in mind. Now, Morrison's you know tailed off a little bit since that incredibly hot you know May, but you know still viable there. Uh, Yonder Alonso down to thirty-two, another first month darling whose prices kind of come back down. He's got Jose uh, Urena in that matchup, so that's another one that's favorable. But I'll tell you what, uh, last three games have been. 12 or more, 18 in the two previous ones before that. He's got the favorable righty-lefty matchup, but does does Alonso. So I think there is actually, if you're looking, you know, in those cash games for Kershaw, first base might be the place where you're going to actually save money, ironically. And um, by the way, too, just throwing this out there for everybody, if Chris Davis is going to miss significant time with that oblique, which seems to be always the case with that injury, uh, that basically says Trey Mancini is an everyday player from now until he comes back, right? I mean, we're just locking that he's, in. He's been pretty much everyday. Pretty much, but I'm saying I mean, we went from pretty much to lock, right? Right. He's been a, he's been more than a platoon, but not every day. He's probably pretty much every day. And even though I just said righties haven't been, uh, you know, Sabathia's been good against righties. I mean, CJ Crown at 2,500 isn't a bad. Uh, no, that's not bad either to get yeah. Kershaw. No, I, I I agree. It's it's a certain point where. You know, there, there's – well, C.J. Cron has got – right, against uh, Sabathia, rather, if you're trying to get Kershaw in your lineup. And, I mean, even those guys, if you want to go against Kershaw, which I'm never one to want to do, but I can understand where, you know, you got Encarnacion way down there, too. I was going to say that one. You know, there's your, there's, your, there's your ownership. I mean, if Kershaw has one issue this year, it's what? It's home runs. Right. And Encarnacion's yeah. big talent is that. Yeah. So that's, that's the one I look at and I go, yeah. well, you know, I hate to do that, but I don't hate we're, to, to we're talking a premium. Well, no, you're talking a premium guy. Yeah. Uh, Josh Donaldson, 4,300, other side of the diamond. Uh, Eduardo Nunez, 42. Sano, 41. Chris Bryant, 4K. Uh, of the top guys tonight, I mean, you also got Jake Lamb there uh, at Detroit against the Buck Farmer. I mean, the, you got Buck <laughs> Farmer and Lamb and all of these things. It's like a freaking, you know, <laughs> out in the fields over there. Uh, Lamb usually a very good buy here. 
Uh, but I think tonight I prefer to have Chris Bryant. Uh, you know, it's just my feeling against after DeGrom pitches the game he did. I, I don't feel like that Cubs offense is going to be quiet two days in a row. Yeah, I well, you know, take a Manny Machado against Derek Holland. I still like Sano against Bergman, too. I'm not – I mean, Wheeler's actually pretty good. So I'm not – I mean, I understand, you know, so was, so was Chris Bryant. But Wheeler has been pitching pretty well. I don't think he'll match DeGrom last night. But um, I'm not, I don't think he's a – he's not a total – uh, wasteland like some of these other pitchers. So, yeah, I mean, Machado against Holland, and, and I know that take out the stats, you know, Machado against the Red Sox, and he's not doing nearly as well as we had hoped. He just, for whatever reason, maybe because they keep hitting him, you know, gets charged up against Boston. But, uh, but uh, you know, I, I kind of like the uh, the Machado matchup, and I kind of like the Sano if I want to go uh, a little bit more expensive. Yeah, it's been a little quiet on the Justin Turner front, but I mean, yeah. it's the quietest 380 hitter I've ever seen. And I know he missed a significant amount of time, but he's got Trevor Bauer tonight. I mean, the righty, righty, yeah, I get all that. That's fine and dandy, but it's still Trevor Bauer. And I'm just looking at some guys there where I go, okay, well, I, I like guys who put the ball in play. I like guys who make contact, and he's one of those guys, and they tend to fill up the box score. Uh, how about Wilmer Flores, the lock against lefties against John Lester? Is that your lock tonight at 27? I don't know if it's a lock, but it's definitely in play. I mean, Kyle Seeger against Gibson. Gibson's a gas can. Um, I think, you know, there, there's a lot of good, you know, there's when, when, when there's not a, you know, it's sort of, it, it goes hand in hand. When you don't like the pitching, you probably like the hitting. Right. So that's kind of the way it is with me tonight. I got a lot of, I got, I mean, I go green, red, yellow. I have a lot of yellow. I have a ton of yellow, which means, you know, good to me. It's not like a lock, but it's not, um, you know, just a void. I have a ton of yellow in my sheet tonight. Yellow options. That's what that is for you. <laughs> Which just, just sucks. Yeah. It sucks if you're colorblind. You're trying to follow the Todd Zola system. It's just throwing darts. It's just a terrible well, situation. If you're trying to follow him, it means you're like sitting over my shoulder, which is really bad because there's really not a whole lot of room back here. By the way, Todd, look behind you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a there's a caterpillar escaping the... I'm right uh, here, Todd. Yeah, yeah, there's I'm, a I'm doing I'm a actually, podcast from inside the house. I'm actually dreaming, Cat. I mean, I probably shouldn't share this with you. But actually, <laughs> wait, wait. Just before you do it, remember, you're not just sharing it with me. I know. I know I it know. feels like a conversation. I understand. There, there might be three or four more people listening. Yeah, we we are just so infested with these gypsy moth caterpillars. I actually, I've dreamt about caterpillars lately. It's that, <laughs> I, I walk up my door and they're just, it's just, it's like a, a nest of caterpillars. <laughs> And uh, I mean, I'm a pretty big guy. I'm really not scared of a caterpillar, but man, it's like Stephen King has uh, has done something in my place. So infestation is a scary word. I don't care how big and yeah. strong you are or whatever; it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, uh, let's leave the strong part out. I was, hey, you're strong. Hey, I didn't say where you were strong. You're strong. I mean, mentally strong. Uh, whatever it is, strong. You know. Well, it, okay. Jose Altuve, thirty-eight hundred. Top of the board. Brian Dozier, thirty-eight. Daniel Murphy, thirty-six. Ian Kizer, thirty-six. Those are your top second basemen tonight. Uh, of these four, I mean, it's it's difficult because you look at Altuve in the matches we were talking about. You know, with Martinez and you know how much he brings. If you want to pay up for second base, it seems like it's always hard when there's only a couple hundred dollar difference. But uh, do you prefer Murphy tonight? Is is that the way you go to he, Altuve? He, he's yellow. Yeah, absolutely. No, don't mind. Don't, Mur don't mind Murphy at all. Don't, you know, again, don't mind Cano against Gibson, because you can tell I just, I, I, I don't mind at all using hitter against Kyle Gibson. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Dozier against Bergman. Yeah, no, the thing, again, there's just so many good choices. It's a multi-lineup night. I just wish I had the pitchers in there to, uh, to, to differentiate or, or not to differentiate just, but to feel confident with that, that my hitting can come through. But um, I guess, 
you know, I mean, we've talked about it before, BVP, this, that, the other thing. The one that I do sort of look at a little bit is knuckleball. And I just, I don't know how many uh, bats Murphy would have had because there's just been fewer knucklers in the National League. You kind of want him to be in the American League when you have a Dickey and a Stephen Wright to, to face. But um, if he's shown any sort of uh, aptitude at all against a knuckleballer, I may, I, may, I, I may go for the Murphy. But on the other hand, so if he does, so will everybody. They'll, they'll look at that and he'll be a BVP play for people. I love the Cano at 3,100 against Kyle Gibson tonight. I don't care that if it's in green. Minnesota. That one's in I green. mean, that's, that's so green it hurts. Uh, you know, 3,100, Rovnet Odor, too, who's all of a sudden maybe, just maybe. And look, I understand the, I understand the sigh. It's <laughs> deserved. He deserves the sigh. However, <laughs> I think that in tournament play, that's the exact kind of guy you want because yeah. he is going to either bring it home for you or it's going to bust out, and that's what you need if you want to hit those big pay lines. Whit Merrifield, by the way, 32, but he's got a zero in three of his last four games. Uh, is the Whit Merrifield train coming into the station and stopping here? Uh, they may, and uh, darn it, I wish I – you may know it. Who who the kid – just brought up the kid? Oh, uh, uh, I did not see the transaction. Tor- Tor- no, it was a, couple, a little over a week ago. Taurus, maybe. Yeah. Uh, just another another one of their ro- – Ramon Taurus, I believe, rotating their – you know, the, the, the revolving door at second base of Montessi and, and everything else. So, yeah, uh, it, it may be coming to an end. Another guy that's been, you know, tattooing the ball lately, almost at a walk-off last night. Yeah, Dustin Bajori against Ben Li- Ben Lively is one of those guys where you're going to make contact. He's not going to strike you out. And the Red Sox make a lot of contact anyway. So I don't know if it's an advantage for them facing Lively. Uh, you know, but if, if, they, if uh, there could be a potential stack employed there too. And, and Petrulia is tattooing the ball lately. And I'll tell you what, if Javier Baez is in the lineup, I know you like Wheeler, but I'm not nearly as big of a fan. I think there's a lot of regression coming from him. I, I look at him at 2,100 if Baez is in the lineup. That's almost like a lock to pair with Kershaw tonight in cash games where you can afford Kershaw and then get some other good offensive players in there. Over to the shortstop position. Oh, and by the way, before we leave second base, uh, Scooter Gannett, uh, since last time Todd Zoll and I did a podcast together, uh, I owe you an apology. You are, ah. you are the greatest of all time. <laughs> Stan Musial, Ted Williams, they've got nothing on you, Scooter. I am sorry. If if that's all, I, I kind of feel like I'm responsible for that night because of my bashing of Scooter Gannett that day, my little joke that I made. And I think he heard that, and I think he went out there and he had himself a day. So I'm uh, next time I bash somebody, make sure you get him in your lineup, no matter how big or small the superstar of Major League Baseball is. Make sure you get him in there. Trey Turner, 4,400. Correa, 42. Bogarts 37, Seager 37. I, I'm, I'm done with Seager. It's kind of the same thing here with uh, Lucroy, where I just feel like enough is enough. I know it's Trevor Bauer, but you know what? I, and he, he's been so good. He's just pissing me off. He's been really good lately, and I spent such a long time waiting for him to be good, but I think that's just my own personal problem. Should I get over myself and throw him in there again against Trevor Bauer 37? Okay, so you're concerned because he's been good lately? No, I'm, I'm annoyed. You oh, know how it is. Oh, you're you know, annoyed. I'm annoyed. Oh, I'm annoyed. I'm, I'm making a joke. Spite. It's a joke here. That's what I'm doing. I'm, <laughs> I'm annoyed, trying. but I obviously know. Kyle Seeger, he's been tearing it up, and he's Corey, got Trevor yeah. Bauer. Yeah. Corey, yeah, Corey no, Seager. I mean, yeah. Excuse me. So yeah, no, absolutely. With the, the walk-off, not the, not the walk-off Grand Slam, but the come-for-behind Grand Slam the other night. No, absolutely. I think he even hit a home run last night, if I recall. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, no, yeah he's, he's crushing it now after, after me for yeah. – like, Luke, yeah. for a month I'm saying, he's underpriced, he's underpriced, yeah. it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And then eventually I threw my hands up, and now this past oh, I, yeah. weekend it's, it's yeah. happened. It's time to get over yourself and get him back in there. If that's Thanks, what, Todd. That's all that I needed to hear. For? That's what I wanted. That's what that's, I wanted. Thank you. Okay, all right. 
<laughs> any of these other guys you like more? You like Turner or Correa more? Or you like Seager probably the best because they're um, most bang for your buck. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I more no. I mean, I, I don't hate Correa against now Nick Martinez, and uh, eh, Turner against Dick. You know why I like Turner's because he can run, and and uh, we, you can run against a knuckleballer. So I, I know we're talking Kershaw and Cash, so it's going to be hard to get Turner in there. But if you, uh, you know, the, it's weird that the stolen base you talk about is sort of a floor, a floor for a cash game where it's such an unknown commodity. But in a situation like this, I don't see you can count on it, but it's, it's, it's part of the package. Now, Elvis Andrews a 3,400, but for 300 more, I think I'd like to take the power uh, of Seager a little bit more there in that scenario with Corey. I just, you know, it's starting to feel like there's a lot of, you know, opportunity here in that Texas Houston game too, just from, you know, going back and forth on those pitchers, there's going to be a, a fair amount of offense there. As you continue to go down the board here, you got Tim Anderson, you got Estrubo Cabrera, you've got Francisco Lindor 27 because of the Kershaw factor. That's another guy. Do you make, you know, the switch hitting Lindor an option or is that not quite the same as we're talking about Encarnacion? I, I mean, you'd like to have the power. I mean, I know we can hit homers. I, I, I don't like it as much as I do in Encarnacion. Cause, uh, but it's, it's in play, but not my, you know what? I'm, I, I don't think I would go there. Yeah. It looks like a top of the board shortstop night for, for, for me. I mean, I like those guys at the top and then after that it gets, I guess it gets really dicey really quickly there once you get past Andrews. All right. Baseball is here and don't get shut out without a Rotowire subscription and don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today and you'll get a free six month Rotowire subscription. So go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible, and users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash Rotowire on to the outfield. Let's talk about it. Outfielders, who are the green guys? Just give me the colors. I just want colors. Um, it has to be a misprint. There's no way Stanton's at 37K, right? Uh, according to this, yes. According to this, it's not a misprint. It, it, and it can't be Jarrell Cotton that he's 37K against, Well, right? is it the wrist? <laughs> is that why? Are we worried about I don't the think, I, I don't think they've ever priced on, on the wrist. Um, check this. If he's playing, if he's playing, he can hit a home run one-handed against against uh, Cotton. That's you know a, a long way around to, you know being silly. He's a tournament player, thirty-seven K for sure. Harper against Dickey. You know I don't I don't even care the BVP. And I mean if if he, if, if one gets hung, uh, we probably won't see a new exit velocity record because it's coming up a knuckleballer. But we certainly could see a uh, a long home run or two. Um, yeah, Trumbo against Holland, Max Kepler against uh, Christian Bergman. There's, you know, there's, there's just dotted without, as always, just, just dotted without fielders everywhere. All right, who are your favorite of the yellow guys that, you know, that are yellow, that are tempting you? I like this. Uh, this is what we should do it all the time now. Give me your colors. Who's like a fuchsia? <laughs> do you have like a fuchsia tonight, Todd? That you just no, wanna, you know? green, green, yellow, red. Uh, you know, I talked about the Reds. I mean, Mookie Betts against Lively. Don't hate that one. Um, and you, you, you talked about how Cole isn't, Garrett Cole isn't. Uh, Let's see if you say well, my guy who I well, like who's been hot lately. Well, hot lately. Um, I mean, Blackman is um, is in play, I think. What about Ian Desmond? Last couple games, not bad. Four well, games in a row here. Well, I mean, I'm not a streaky guy. A streak. I'm not a streak guy. But yeah, Desmond. Uh, I didn't. I didn't mark it maybe because it didn't show up on uh, automatically. 
but I'm trying to find where he is. What's his? What's his? What's his? He's 3,500, and I'm looking at Desmond. And I think he can go four times value tonight against Garrett Cole. I mean, I think I could go four times value yeah. against Garrett Cole tonight. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind it. I, it. It didn't show up. It didn't auto. It didn't auto light up. But um, I, I guess if you know that, that that's not a bad play at all. I actually, you know, in, in seasonal play, Blackman's up to the top of my board in NL only at this point, just because of somewhat because I can't give Harper all the at-bats, and he's just doing it all, Charlie Blackman. By the way, 3,200, Avisail Garcia, too, where yeah. I, I feel like why does the algorithm have a bias against Avisail Garcia? Why, why does it take his history of disappointing fantasy owners into account? In 2017, this guy's been nothing but good. There was a very short window a couple of weeks ago where he was a little quiet, which was bound to happen. But look, over the last seven days, this is another guy. He's at a 31, he's at a 12, he's got a 28 last night. I mean, Abisail Garcia is just getting it done. He's driving in runs. He's got 45 RBIs, and, and we're not even at the all-star break yet. I'm looking at him 3,200 tonight, and I think that's another one where, yeah, it's righty-righty, but I don't care, man. Garcia's been terrific, and Alec Asher does not scare me, and we're talking against the Baltimore Orioles. Sign me up, man. Yeah, that's another bullpen game. I mean, Asher will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I have it right below that. Uh, Robbie Grossman is a nice, he's actually a nice floor player. He's been walking. I'm sure you've noticed he's been walking almost 20% of the time, mm-hmm. which is, which isn't, you know, it, it, that's good. That's why it's the floor, not a ceiling. So against Christian Bergman, I don't mind, uh, if you're for a cheaper, well, mid price cash game, I don't mind. I don't mind Robbie Grossman. And, I, and in that same Baltimore game, $3,000 Trey Mancini against yeah. the lefty Derek Holland. That's another, out- there's a lot of outfield tonight where you can look if you can't make a good Kershaw lineup, then that's on you because there's a lot. We just look, we we've nailed a bunch of these guys that are on that three K range that you can live with. that are good, solid, not just talent wise guys, but we're talking good, solid matchups. It's a good combination out there. So get your cash game on with Kershaw. Don't pout about the salary. There's plenty out there to like, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Todd Zola. You can follow me at Joe Pisa Pia 17 for everybody here at Rotowire. Have a great night of daily fantasy. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.